Hey there, it's Chuck Coker from The Long Finish. And we're running the contest again. Catherine and myself are going to give away two bottles of wine that we're going to be discussing on future episodes of The Long Finish. And one lucky listener is going to win those two bottles of wine. How do you enter? All you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts. And leave a review. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Then leave a DM at one of our social media accounts on Instagram or Facebook. And just let us know that it's your review and you'll be entered to win the contest. Two bottles of wine that we will send to you. And if you left a review in the past, you are automatically entered to win again. We are going to announce the winner during the week of April 28th. The April 28th release episode. One lucky winner is going to get two bottles of wine, and we hope that it is you. They're going to be good wines, too. That's it. Enter, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Send it to us. Hopefully, you'll be that lucky winner. All right, let's go ahead and get to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I am your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. Oh, babe. Yeah, pity party for me. Well... I know. It's it's just been one long, 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 long day that's lasted 30 days. Yeah, guys. The long finish to the long day. You all are in the long finish now. We're all long finishers. It's Groundhog Day every day. We're taping this on Saturday night, which means it's our Thursday. Hey, everybody, first and foremost, welcome to the long finish. Hi. Episode 28. We've had 27 bottles of wine together. This Well, on air. About to have the 28th tonight. Thank you to everyone for continuing to go on this journey with us as we talk about wines and, I don't know, everything else that's happening in our world. Hope you're having fun. We're going to be talking about some red wine. And I'm excited about this wine because it's a varietal that I feel like it's a little bit mysterious for me in the sense of, like, I can't place it. Where does it exactly fit in the bigger red department? It's Syrah. So, Catherine, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking the Domaine du Seigneur Minha Terra. It's 100% Syrah from Vaucluse, which is in the Rhone Valley of France. And it's the vintage 2018. Delicious, big, bold red wine. I am so happy to be cozying up to this big glass of red. Aren't you? I really am. And I need a big glass of red right now because just to continue where we started on my pity party, you know, watching the kids... Everyone knows who listens to the show, watching the kids full time. Uh, we had two days of rain here in Los Angeles and no ability to take the kids outside, which had this basically full romper room, full ins- insane asylum. Um, you know, I basically look at my kids as dogs and I need to get them outside. I need to run my puppies, just <laughs> run them. You know, I need to get them tired. And so Thursday and Friday didn't have that opportunity. 
today we did have a chance to do it, but also like the allergy thing that we talked about last week reared its ugly head and the kids were just super clingy. Like I just, you know, we're entering week month two of the quarantine and there are some days that start off great and they can just, I mean, every day is just filled, you know, in our world with just, they could go south in a moment. And this is just one of those days where it just post nap, our 16 month old, 17 month old now takes a nap every day from like one to three. It woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, just super clingy. Got to get the dinners prepped and things like that. Um, just a long day. So, you know, I'm enjoying my Syrah today. Because, I, you know, I did run my puppies. I ran them. And they're tired. But I'm tired, too. I'm tired, too. So, anyway, we're moving on. I'm excited to be here. Talk about some wines. Talk about the week with you. So, the order of events tonight will be kind of recapping what's been going on in our world. We'll do a little recap on Estras. And then we'll get into all things Syrah. We'll talk about the differences of old world and new world Syrah. Some of the tasting notes on Syrah. This is a wine that you can also get at Esther's or other purveyors around the country. Drink with us. Hope you're drinking with us. Um, Taking the edge off of the quarantine. Month two of the shelter at home. So, Catherine, what's going on with you? How are you? I, you know, I'm just sitting here feeling all your pain. It's not pain. It's just sort of like I just have a shorter fuse at the moment. You know what I mean? My patience is worn thin. So when month five of shelter in place happens, I'm going to have zero patience. I'm just going to be like, Daddy, can I have more milk? Go to your room. I just want milk. Go to your room. You're basically, you got to be a sergeant now. You know, you used to be cool, Dad, but now you've got to be Sergeant Dad, I think. I think that's what this transition is going to be about for you. That's like, a really good point. Not, not, not in a mean way. Like just in a really loving way, but you're just gonna have you're just gonna have discipline, you know. You're gonna have like now we do this, now we don't. You can cry, but this is the time when I have to cut the vegetables. So either play with a toy or sit there and cry. But I have to do things like that's just how it works, you know. I take my kids, the two boys, uh, our kids, uh, to run the puppies at a little park about a mile away. It's very nice because it's not closed. There's not a lot of people there, but there is a water fountain. And all my kids want to do, they want to play for like two minutes, and then they just want to run to the water fountain and just touch everything. And well, I, there's only thing I can do, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you I'm just sure... bring a tub of Lysol wipes. You just wipe it down. You let them do their thing. And, and where am I getting Lysol away. wipes? There's no Lysol wipes. Well, I, like, we have some. Yeah, well, look. I want to save those for around the house. I mean, That's like li- Lysol wipes, one wipe of Lysol probably costs... Three dollars. Mm. I mean, the, in the black market, a Lysol wipe is yeah. like a bar of gold. How about just like vodka? Just you know, just alcohol. Just I might do that. Rub it down. It's time to introduce them to things that Daddy likes. No, I, you know, it, it is just funny because like, you know we try to I try to be mindful about that stuff, but they just I just let them play with the water fountain, and, and they're actually doing a great job at the park. Anyway, what's your interpretation of the week with them? How, how you well, feeling? Well, you know, we talked about this last week how they were sleeping a little bit better. The bedtime is really good, but. You know, sleep at night is still treacherous, which is true. It's still the same. Although I will say it has been slightly better this past week. And I, I'm not sure why. It's like if either they're going to bed later or they're tired from all the dog running that you're doing. But that's, right. that's been really that's good. Right. I miss them. I miss you. I mean, that's the hardest thing for me is just like being away and our life has changed so much and I I miss being with them and I miss being at home. Well, that's nice to hear. I saw a great video on Instagram today. It's a guy doing a a joke about he's went up to work on the roof of his house and he brought it with him a a lawn chair and like a a 12 pack of beer. And every like 10 seconds, he would randomly bang on a a piece of wood and then just throw the drill gun in the air, like just to sound like he was doing stuff, but just enjoying his beers. That's where I am. I miss, you know, I miss you too. 
but I I missed a sort of. <laughs> no, you miss me. You miss I, my I, side of the partnership. Yeah, I miss the isolation. Yeah, I miss I miss sort of like just a little bit of time where. Case in point today, like I get up at eight o'clock, which I, it was my day to sleep in, but I have to do the grocery shopping for the week and also would like to exercise because it's like the one sunny day that like, seems to be in the forecast for a few days. So packing all that in before you go away and then here I am with the kids again. And I've just decided, I mean, I don't know what everyone's workout routine out there is. Are you able to work out at home? Are you able, are you able to work out with the videos? Do you go out and run? But I've just, I've just figured out I cannot work out in my house. I can't do it. Um, I never could do that. Yeah. How is so unmotivating? Well, Plus you got two kids and like uh, it's impossible. But we, you know, you, you know, people are doing it, whether it's Peloton or videos or whatever. It just doesn't work for me. So I need to get away from it's similar to like if I'm r- working on a script or something, I can't do it here. I got to go to a place to work on it. Same thing with exercising. I got to get out of the house. If talk about the small wins from like last week, just having any small win to like make you feel better about the day, like getting out of the house, even to exercise for a half hour is like the, a big win. Anyway, I agree with you. I think the kids are doing well. They're going to bed at reasonable hours and i gotta do a better job of going to bed at an early time i'm up late watching shows shout out to our boy jeremy fox who was on top chef this week if it was you, awesome if you watch top chef or you live in west la or santa monica and you've eaten at uh, rustic canyon or uh, esters or Tallulah's or birdie g's you'll know chef jeremy fox we've talked about it in a previous episode episode five or something where we're talking about building the birdie g's wine list so great to see one of our friends on top chef as a judge but i shouldn't be up at 11 o'clock 11 30 watching that show i should be in bed but that's on me i'll be better guys i'll be better about that Catherine, what's going on with esters month two basically now of this new world order how, how have you developed some habits some routines what, what are people drinking out there what are people excited about Talk well, per last week, people love that Sauvignon Blanc, as I said, and people are going for light minerally whites and rosés, but for the most part, red is the strong, strong winner. People want big reds, um, some people want light reds, some people want chillable reds, but like a cozy big red is just such a hit right now. People want to relax. They want comfort. And we talked about before how like different beverages really suit different moods and I think right now in this climate that we're in people want to cozy up they want something that is familiar they want something that is relaxing and they want something that just like makes them feel feel warm inside and that's a big red wine. I think this is a good spot to transition into Syrah, which is, you know, a varietal I felt like I had a, a handle on, but somehow it's it's slipped from me. So let's talk about Syrah and all the qualities that it brings to the table. Can you remind us what we're drinking tonight? So this is the Domaine du Seigneur Minha Terra is the name of this cuvee. It's from Vaucluse in the Rhone Valley. It's 100% Syrah. It's vintage 2018. So I think what I'd like to do is the same thing that we've done before, which is to do a tasting of it together. So, here we go. What's the first thing you're going to do? Drink the wine. No! (laughs) you got to look at it. One of the most startling things about Syrah, and this wine is no exception, is the color. It's so intense. It's so dark. It is the darkest dark. You cannot see through it. It's totally opaque. It's really purpley, swirling the glass. The legs are coming down. They're not that slow or fat. That's, which is interesting because it's pretty high alcohol. Yeah, it is. 
But they're coming down faster than I would have expected. This is 14.5% alcohol. So it's super dark. It's got some legs. They're faster than we expect. But this is a big, big wine by all accounts. Just put the nose to the glass. You want to go first? I do not. So we've had this wine open for about about an hour, which is a great time because it is such a big red. It's had time to open up. And the first thing that I get on the nose, usually I like to talk about fruit first, is just this intense blueberry, like blueberry juice. I get some blackberry, some black plum, fresh plum, but also like blackberry juice. It just smells juicy, super ripe. Not jammy, you know, not like sugary or candied, but just super fresh. And then with Syrah, all the other stuff. I get olive, like a green olive tapenade, herbs like rosemary, thyme. It's like a smoke, intense smoked meat quality to it and smoke, like a peppery note, dried earth. You just drank it. We're still on the nose, dog. I know. I'm just thinking about my day. <laughs> okay. We can drink it now. So it's a dry wine. I would say medium body. I would say medium tannin and medium to medium high acidity. Oh yeah, I'd say medium plus. Yeah. What's interesting about the all the fruit notes that we talked about on the nose... They're all there, the blueberry, the blackberry, the black plum. But it's funny because they sit in your mouth only in the front of your mouth. Do you feel that? It's like only in the front palate. Then in the back palate, after that juicy fruit is gone, then in the middle and back of your palate, you just get this like spiciness and little pepperiness. It's wild, isn't it? It's like juicy and then the little peppery at the back. And pepper is like a big indicator note for Syrah, is it not? Pepper is big. Yeah. I think it's such a fun, fresh style of Syrah. Sometimes because that fruit can be so intense and the spices can be so intense and it's such a big wine. And most of the time it has oak fermentation or oak aging. This does not. It's just such a powerhouse. But because this doesn't have that, it it just has so much freshness with it. So it is a big red wine, but it's still like light on its feet. It's still refreshing. It's kind of both, both things at the same time which is fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's like, cool. I mean, I know we're going to get to the food pairing in a minute, but like, hello, barbecue. You know, it mm-hmm. just screams that to me. That's going to be one of your restaurants later on in life, isn't it? <laughs> hello, barbecue. <laughs> but I like to do the deductive tasting because then when we get into the notes, we talk about Syrah just in general. We can always go back to what we just found. So Syrah in general. So yeah, Syrah is like you were saying at the beginning, it's the other big red. It's known as Syrah in France, Syrah in the United States. It's known as Shiraz in Australia. It's the same thing. They just call it something else. They really kind of made it popular for what it is. Tasting notes, we sort of talked about that blue and black fruit. And then all the other things, the olive, pepper, clove, um, the herbs, spices, cured meat, smoked meat, bacon, violets. I don't think we talked about that with this wine, but it's a thing. And then a lot of times, some of those oaky notes. It's full-bodied. It's dry. 
Usually it has medium to high tannin. This is more medium. Usually it has medium to high acid. This has medium to high acid. And this is a little bit lighter in body because it doesn't have that oak, what, what we just talked about. And it's always super dark in color as we're talking about. So that's Syrah in a nutshell. Places where it's grown, France, the Rhone Valley, which we'll get into in a minute. Australia, Spain, Argentina, South Africa, the U.S., Italy, Chile. And in, in general, we think about old world and new world. Old world meaning Europe, new world, everything else. Old world, we get more of the earthy, herbaceous notes of the Syrah. And new world, there's more of that fruit and spice. I have found through the years, so many people totally willing to get a glass of Syrah, but don't sell as many bottles of it. So interesting. I'm not sure why. I like hearing about what Syrah is. Let's talk a, a little bit more about the Rhone region. The, the Rhone is in southern France, and it's centered around the Rhone River. It's divided into two parts. The northern Rhone, which is a little bit cooler. A lot of the vineyards are planted on very steep slopes on the sides of the river. And then the southern Rhone, which is a little more vast and spread out. It's where regions like Chateauneuf-de-Pape, Gigondas are located. It kind of, you know, has taken the fame for many years because of Chateauneuf-de-Pape. If you're imagining France in your head or on a map, like where is that? It's southern France. It's the east side. Gotcha. So below Burgundy. You go Burgundy into Beaujolais and then into the Northern Rhone. And the Northern Rhone has appellations like Hermitage, Saint-Joseph, Cornas, Cote-Roti. Like I said, Syrah is the only red grape variety in the Northern Rhone. Sometimes it's blended with a little bit of a Viognier or other white grape varieties. There are other whites in the Northern Rhone, but Syrah is king. And it tends to have all those other flavors that we talked about, like the non-fruit, the more earth-driven, the herbs, the smoked meats, that intensity of tobacco or licorice, different notes, not just the fruit. Southern Rhone is warmer, it's windy, and it's the pl it's home to lots of different red grape varieties. Ten or something, red grape varieties. And so Syrah is often blended. And we haven't really talked about what makes a good blending grape before because we've talked about Sangiovese, we've talked about Sauvignon Blanc, we talked about Chardonnay. These aren't like typical blending grapes, but Syrah is great in a blend. And I think that this is a good time to kind of talk about that. We talked about all that fruitiness and intenseness being in the front of the palate and then the pepper in the back. So when it's blended with other grape varietals, for example, it's often amazing with Grenache, Grenache, Syrah, Movedra. That's kind of the typical blend in many Southern Rhone wines. You GSM. GSM. Just have Syrah and Grenache together a lot. Um, could be with other red grape varieties. But the Grenache can have, um, fill in the back palate. You know, it can provide other notes to sort of really round it out. So this grape variety is cool in that way. It's great on its own by itself. And then it's great with other grape varieties as well. And it shows different parts of itself. He likes to be alone and he likes to be with friends, you know, it's kind of like me. But the Southern Rhone is warm. It's sun-kissed. It's all about that fruit and spice. But you know, it's still not Shiraz. It's, we're still not in Australia. So you still have a lot of those earthy notes 
that smoked meat is a big, big, big thing in Chateauneuf-du-Pop. So that's the Rhone for you. Just a split second on the Rhone Valley. And just honest opinion on the Rhone Valley for you, as far as places that you like to visit, where does the Rhone Valley rank for you? Just personal aesthetics on the, the wines that they make. Top five places you like to visit? Top 10? Absolutely. Personally, I like to drink the wines of the Northern Rhone a little bit more because of the elegance the lightness in comparison with Southern Rhone. The history of the Southern Rhone is so amazing, and I'd love to visit Chateauneuf de Pop. I'd love to visit other villages there. Yes, of course, it's definitely top five. It's one of the major it's regions. Of course in France. Like, I have to go there. Obviously, a lot of people are in the bigger reds. We talked about this earlier, that that's what people are calling you for right now at Esther's. So, thoughts on pairings? Well, Syrah is great. Well, like I said earlier, barbecue. Hello, barbecue. Hello, barbecue. (laughs) It's great with barbecue. Great with like big meat like lamb. A lot of people have been calling saying they're going to have lamb for Easter tomorrow. So hello, Syrah. We are having brisket tomorrow. This would be awesome tomorrow. So let's leave some for tomorrow. Okay. Okay. He says, yeah, good good luck. Great with big meats, great with spices, hence the barbecue. Or like if you had a spicy bean soup, that would be good too. I think maybe some ethnic foods that would stand up to some acidity, maybe like a chicken shawarma or, you know, like something kind of like fatty but spicy would be great too. Five spice pork or maybe some like Indian spices with roasted meat. You know, it's funny because I've been thinking about some restaurants, you know, as restaurants enduring some difficult times in LA and a restaurant that I think would probably be perfect for Siraj is Kispaka in the Moza group from Nancy Silverton. Shout out to Nancy Silverton, coronavirus, COVID-19 positive and hope she's doing great. She's an icon in LA food scene. She's been to Esther's and made, um, what you make, a patty, patty melt? melt yeah. Patty melt that sold that out like awesome. 25 minutes and she's awesome. It's Catherine style. She was style. so cool. Icon, just oh, icon in general. Is. So, but I think of, because they, they did so many sort of meats and charcuteries and things like that. So I think you go to a place where it's so meat centric. So Ross seems perfect for a place like that. Yeah. And what's beautiful about this wine is that it delivers all of that like intensity and you could have it with a meat, but it's still not weighing you down. There's still so much freshness in this particular wine. It, it's so awesome for food pairing. I totally agree i love the fact that i'm drinking this wine and i'm not feeling you and i talk about this a lot like we could probably polish off a bottle of white wine between the two of us but a bottle of red red is something we usually like to share because it, it makes us feel a little sluggish in the morning but this has a feeling that because of the freshness and the lightness even though it's a heavier red seems appealing in that sense the good news is about this is there's no added sulfites in this so that helps too I think that the less tannin and no sulfites definitely will help with the um, morning time thing. But it's just all around super well made. Domaine de Seigneur is second generation. Bernard de Seigneur is the winemaker there. And his father founded it. And his father was not into using chemicals and using biodynamic methods. Um, they have 30 acres in uh, around near Chateauneuf de Pop. But now they are certified biodynamic. This is the Minha Terra, which means my land in Portuguese. It's completely 
completely natural wine. Native yeast fermentation, no sulfites. It's semi-carbonic, which gives it that extra fruity punch on the nose. There's no oak. And like I said, it's from biodynamically farmed grapes. So you can feel good about drinking it now and know that it will probably feel good in the morning too. That's awesome. So so we do have a few of these at Esther's, but if, if you're listening to this internationally or throughout the country, are there thoughts on how to procure a great bottle of Syrah from a local wine purveyor? Well, the good thing about Syrah is that's a pretty well-known grape variety, so no one's going to look at you funny. But it might be fun to try Syrah from different places, to try a Shiraz or try a Syrah from Australia, to try a Syrah from California. Now in California, depending on where you are, there are different styles. The Sonoma Coast is pretty cool and you can get more old world style Syrah. You can also get Central Coast Syrah that is more traditional California, which is more fruity and has oak and bigger. You can ask for a Syrah from the Rhone Valley. Any wine store is going to have a Rhone red, you know, that's probably like we were talking about a blend. But to get a single varietal Syrah from the Rhone, you'll probably have to go to the Northern Rhone. So yes, go to the store and ask for Syrah. And if you can, try a few different versions of it, a few different places of origin. I've enjoyed this bottle of wine tonight. It's been fun to get back into some Syrahs. You and I don't drink a lot of Syrah, but it is fun in this time to drink things that feel soothing or cozy or whatever word you want to use. Yep. And uh, this fits right in. All right, let's get into the last portion of the evening, which is what has been inspiring us this week. I'm going to go ahead and go first. It's my mother. My mother, as I said, as I mentioned earlier, I'm making brisket. My mother has a world-famous brisket recipe and my my family the ladies in my family i have two sisters and my mom are famous for hoarding their recipes they do not give recipes out people call them email them ask them for recipes when they go to parties they do not give them out i don't know why you'll have to ask them yourself but I'm making a brisket tomorrow. I decided to pick up some brisket because I got into some slow cooking earlier this week and had fun with the slow cooker, the crock pot, if you will. And I'm making brisket tomorrow. And my mom has an unbelievable brisket recipe. And I and you know what? She gave it to me. She gave me the secret recipe. And she showed me. <laughs> and what was funny, it's just a handwritten 3x5 index card from like 1978. And it's now in my photo album. And so that's my recipe I'm going to use tomorrow. So there's like eight dishes that I think of intensely about my mom growing up. The brisket that she made, chili, Brunswick stew. My personal favorite, I had it at my birthday every year, chicken and dumplings, a Mexican casserole in spaghetti, really. So shout out to my mom for lowering the gates and letting me in and having a a recipe that I can use. That's part of the fun I've had, as I mentioned last week, with the quarantine trying to build up my Rolodex of, of proteins and foods and things which with, with which to cook. Anyway, shout out to my mother for giving away these recipes. Thank you, Mom. I hope I do you proud. I'll give a full report on the long finished Instagram about how this slow cookery went. Catherine, what do you got? Unlike some of my friends and people that I follow on social media, I haven't had a lot of extra time to read during this quarantine, which is a loss that I feel sad about a lot. But... I do have time for some great poems. And one of my favorite poets, Mary Oliver, has this poem that I just have been thinking about a lot and feeling a lot. The name of the poem poem is Invitation by Mary Oliver. 
Oh, do you have time to linger for just a little while out of your busy and very important day for the goldfinches that have gathered in a field of thistles for a musical battle to see who can sing the highest note or the lowest or the most expressive of mirth or the most tender their strong blunt beaks drink the air as they strive melodiously not for your sake and not for mine and not for the sake of winning but for sheer delight and gratitude believe us they say it is a serious thing just to be alive on this fresh morning in the broken world i beg of you do not walk by without pausing to attend this rather ridiculous performance it could mean something it could mean everything it could be what Rilke meant when he wrote, you must change your life. If you haven't had a chance, go read Invitation by Mary Oliver. It is simply a beautiful poem about simple moments in a day and simple moments in a broken world that we think we know, but maybe we don't. So I find a lot of comfort in her poetry and particularly this one. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I, I need to hear that as a person who's sort of been letting the day get to me a little bit. So it's nice to hear that. You know, And I think of you a lot when I think about poetry, because I feel like people lean on, this is me being snarky, but I feel like people lean on poetry a lot of times when it's they want to say, hey, look at me, I'm very intelligent or thoughtful but you've always been like that you've never pushed the the poetry thing publicly but you've always been into it i know you're a big fan of mary oliver and i know you're a big fan of roca and i read letters to a young poet because of you when we first met back in 2003 and i loved it i remember christmas 2003 i read it and i was like this is unbelievable and i thank you for giving that to me it's fun to hear that right now and it feels like maybe you're you're saying that poem to me personally and i appreciate that that was fun. And shout out to Mary Oliver. I know people care for her so deeply. She oh. passed away in 2019 and just a great What poet. a spirit. My God, thank you, Mary Oliver, for all that you have left us. Well, thank you, Mary Oliver. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, the makers of wine. And thank you to the listeners of The Long Finish. We've done it. This is episode 28. Episode 28 is in the books. Thank you so much to everyone for continuing to listen to our show. We're running the contest again. We want to give away two bottles of wine to one lucky listener. So if you have an opportunity to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, then DM us on our social media accounts so we can connect that review to you. Giving away two bottles of wine. We're really excited about doing that. Catherine, where can they find you and the long finish on social media you can find me at katherine wild coker on instagram and the long finish at the long finish on instagram and you can find us both on facebook katherine wild coker and the long finish you can find me on twitter and instagram at tug coker you can find the long finish at tlf pod ladies and gentlemen thank you i hope you've had a great week we're excited about bringing you another episode next week, another bottle of wine. So stay tuned for that. Thank you again to everyone for listening. Stay safe out there. Keep practicing social distancing. Have hope. And we'll see you back here next week. Until then, happy drinking. Ciao.